Welcome to the Move More Pain-Free Podcast with your host, Rory Finch. Over the last seven years, I've both researched and worked with elite-level sports and private injury clinics to master the skills to not only assess and to manage, but to prevent and rehabilitate sports injuries. It's my passion and vision to provide these services to be freely used with elite-level sports and to be accessible to you, the individual, the sports team or the coach at any recreational sports. This is used to overcome barriers to injury and also training obstacles to allow you to enjoy the participation and to understand the process to improve your performance and minimise your injury risk. Over the coming episodes, myself and the selected guests will provide you with the tools and the knowledge to not only guide your training to be more effective, but to recover optimally and to therefore move more pain-free. So let's get started. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Made to Move uh, Move More Pain Free podcast. Today I'm joined by Sarah Tattersfield from Mission Nutrition. Uh, she's a specialist that specialises in creating long-term sustainable programs for the benefit maybe of losing weight, increasing performance. So today we're going to be looking at three different sections, and this is going to look at recovery and how nutrition can help. Nutri- nutrition and how it can help with performance but also maybe how to manage your injury during times of uh, rehabilitation so this could be maybe when you're exercising less that you need to control what you're consuming but also maybe making some healthy choice to improve how the recovery comes along so Sarah introduce yourself to our listeners and uh, give us a bit more of a explanation of who you work with some of the populations that you do often see and why do you do what you do Hi Rory and thank you for having me uh, today, really uh, looking forward to this. So yeah, I uh, my background is I've, I've been in the fitness industry for uh, coming up for 13 years now um, and I think really that the question, the answer to the question of why do I do what I do is I just realised that you know people were confused um, particularly when it comes to exercise and nutrition so um, in, in my sort of fitness career I was getting a lot of questions with regards to why am I not losing weight I'm doing lots of exercise I'm not losing weight I'm not changing my body shape I'm not actually feeling any better um, and you just I just saw it all the time in the gyms that I was people working really really hard in the gyms you know they were there all the time doing the same sort of workouts not slacking but just not getting the results um, and it was all down to you know a, a lack of understanding of, of how to fuel their body properly um, and also just from a from my own point of view I've had struggles with my weight as well in the past and you know not understanding that that um, it's not about eating less it's about eating the right kind of food and making sure that your body is, is fueled properly so I primarily do work with people that come to me for weight loss but um, increasingly you know I'm, I'm finding that I'm getting clients coming to me who are quite active um, particularly you know runners things like that who are not necessarily fueling their bodies right they're getting away with with um how they're fueling their bodies in terms of not putting weight on because they're so active but they're not necessarily getting the performance that they would want from that so that's that's an area that you know i'm really sort of passionate about making sure that people are fueling their bodies properly basically excellent yeah no brilliant and like i say we've over the past couple of months you know since we started working together we've got clients that we share that are either coming from struggling to eat foods or trying to improve their performance but actually you know maintaining some weight that they've got and maybe through different cycles obviously as a women um there's different periods where you've got to change these different variables to make sure that they're staying on top of their performance and actually not increasing that risk of injury right Definitely, yeah. And I mean, I think that there's a bit of a misconception, really, that, that sports nutrition as it, as it is, is, is only for elite athletes. And actually, you know, 
great granted yes elite athletes are going to train harder and their, their nutritional demands are going to be higher than sort of your average gym goer but actually sports nutrition it's based on a solid general nutrition foundation um and it, you know that can be applied to anyone um at the end of the day everybody needs to feel their body properly no matter what they're doing mm-hmm. um and certainly from the point of view as i say of people that are not necessarily would be classed as elite athletes but are performing at a, a relatively good level level I think there's sometimes some disparity between the way that they think they should be fueling themselves and the way that really they're going to get optimal performance Mm -hmm. and quite rightly say injury prevention as well. That's it. Yeah. You know, massively, I think, you know, the way we construct our kind of programs and we're working with people that are coming from injury or perhaps going through a training cycle is actually being able to fit this around their lifestyles. And I know there's something you work with well with, especially the ladies that are coming visited and did a guest, uh, I guess, webinar with. But, you know, how, how would you say that, um, especially, I suppose, mums, for example, how, how difficult or not difficult can it be for them to actually get a good nutrition plan that they can fit into feeding the family as well? Do you know what? It's actually really, really simple. And most people massively overcomplicate it. You know, the, the bottom line is, you know, to maintain a healthy weight, which is obviously what a lot of my clients want to do, um, it's calories in versus calories out. But, you know, often I see it a lot with women in particular and, and women, you know, women of my generation, you know, I'm, I'm in my 50s and it's, it's often that, that let's, eat, let's eat to the point of starvation and we'll lose more weight. And that is not the case at all. It's, it's a massive misconception. Yes, you need to eat less calories than your body burns. But if you put yourself into too much of a calorie deficit, you're going to impede performance. You're going to impede, um, you know, everything basically in your weight loss efforts. And for women, I think mums, I do work with a lot of mums. Um, it's For me, it's about keeping it as simple as possible. You know, make helping them to find meals that, that fit around the family, that they're not having to cook things for themselves and, and, you know, have different meals for them and the husband and the kids, things that will fit everybody. And maybe we just, you know, one of the things that I often um, recommend is, you know, things like pasta and things like that. If someone's wanted to lose weight, just switch the pasta out for something like courgette. Um, pass, you know and things like that and it's, it's it is quite simple really to make some small changes that can have a big effect mm-hmm. um, and make it so my ethos is is it's got to be simple it's almost about drastically changing your diet without dramatically changing your diet and giving you simple tools yeah no that's brilliant i said i think you know the the these are the um what I'm trying to say, these are these are the points. I think when you've got busy parents, maybe business owners um, such as you know ourselves, or but uh, perhaps you've got the kids running around from school, they've got to go to another class, or they've got to go see the grandparents, and it's like you know, how can they how can they eat enough? Because I, I think I suppose in my experience, people don't eat enough when they're when they're training, right? So actually, they're probably lacking to put muscle on. They're probably struggling to get ready for the next bout of exercise they've got coming on because maybe we've got runners, we've got lifters, or maybe we've got a combined hybrid of both that which has taken off quite a lot recently. Um, is there any advice you could give to you know these busy people um, that could help guide that kind of way? You know, a quick tip maybe so you could take home for them. Yeah, I mean, you're quite right. That is something that I come across more often than not, not not actually eating enough. Um, and um, it, it is something that people do struggle with. And particularly, I think people that are quite active can often struggle with this. More so, I think the people that are more, more doing the cardio things, um, I often find with runners that they're very much under eating because... Mm-hmm. 
um, they're, they're sort of fueling um, on, a, on a lot of carbohydrates, um, which, you know, gives them that, that burst of energy to get through their workout, etc. but it's not necessarily giving them good long-term nutrition. Um, for me, I am an advocate of supplements. I do think that it's, in, you know, it's, that there is a place for it. I know there's, there's different schools of thought on this, but for me, I definitely think that there is a place for supplementation um, in diet, just to make it easy um, for people as well. Um, because, you know, ultimately sometimes we, I mean, in the past, I've actually competed in, in figure and fitness competitions and the amount of calories that I needed to consume and, and protein and all this kind of thing, I would literally have been eating all day. Um, and it's just not feasible to do that. So I am a big advocate of, of using supplementation alongside a healthy diet. You know, it's not a case of, of, you know, cutting out all of the things that you need to eat. It's around supplementation, as the word suggests, is a supplement for a healthy diet. So using those things to make it easy to get good nutrition um, is, is one of the things that I often recommend to my clients if they are struggling with time. Yeah. Excellent. No, good. I suppose that this takes us on to kind of the main topics in which we're going to perhaps break these down into a, a different effect. So kind of question is, how important is nutrition for recovering from training bouts? So this could be whether they're training back to back Monday to Friday, or they're doing interval intermittent of running, lifting, running, lifting, or even the HIIT workouts, for example. Yeah, I mean, it's massively important. Um, it really is. And again, this is something that people often fall down into, you know, that they don't actually, they either go one of two ways, they either eat their calories that they've burned, um, or they just don't recover fully, and then they don't perform as well next time. And that obviously can lead to injuries. So recovery for me is hugely, hugely important. Um, and, and it's, again, it depends on the type of exercise that they're doing. Um, you know, sometimes you're going to be recovering with protein. Sometimes you need to restore glycogen stores through carbohydrates, depending on the type of exercise. But having a good, for me, recovering from your workout is as important as fueling it nutritionally. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, food, food is fuel. And, you know, I always I, I like car analogies. <laughs> Go with me on this, Rory. But I, I, like use, I use this as well. Go for it. <laughs> it's, you know, at the end of the day, you use the petrol in your car. You then have to top up you know you've got to keep you've got to keep servicing that car you've got to keep making sure that it's running properly um and that's the thing i think people forget you know you can't continuously just run on empty and if you do your car isn't going to perform as well um, and eventually it will break down and it's exactly the same with nutrition recovery is is massively important yeah no definitely i think even adding on to that you know if they're wanting to get to a new stage whether it's performance or trying a different sport then actually they might need to upgrade that car i.e having a new nutrition plan, having an updated kind of macro cycle. So macros for people that maybe not sure, looking at proteins, carbohydrates and fats and being able to manage these, you know, to 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 better their performance. Right. With um, I suppose when we're looking into performance uh, aspect of it, you know, how how is this important? And maybe could you give some advice, some a tip advice for how someone might be able to calculate a rough idea of their macros? Um, yeah, I mean, again, it, it depends on it depends on what you're doing sports wise, because, again, you know, you might if your goal is to build muscle, then you're going to need more protein than carbs. So the ratio might be slightly different. Um, I mean, there's things like, you know, there's certain equations, there's things like Harris Benedict equation that you can do if you want to do it manually. Do you know what? I am a very simple girl. And for me, for someone who isn't isn't sort of in that industry, etc., the easiest way is to just use an online BMR calculator. Mm -hmm. Go and have a look at what your BMR is, which is 
your base metabolic rate. So the rate that your body burns calories, basically. Um, have a look at that. Have a look at sort of, and you can look at, you know, what you're doing. Um, and it might change um, because ultimately, you know, a day when you're sitting in the office, you're not going to need as many calories or as many carbohydrates, et cetera, as a day when you're out doing a run or you're doing it or you're working out in the gym. So I think this is something as well that people often, um, I might be a bit controversial here, but using things like MyFitnessPal, they're great, but sometimes they're a little bit one size fits all. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, apps like that are great, but again, understand that on one day you may need more calories and more more carbs or more protein than another day so it's not about getting hung up on it I mean for me I, I sort of use um if I'm do, if I'm working with someone who is um, general population as it were not not an elite athlete etc then I generally go on a ratio of, of about 40 percent carbohydrates 30 percent fats and 30 percent proteins as a bait you know a, a it's quite it's, that's quite basic but really sort of anywhere around that which you're not going to be far wrong with your macros um obviously if you are doing far more you know high intensity cardio or something like that then you're going to increase your carbohydrates if you're doing more more strength based more you're wanting to build a little bit more muscle you're doing weight training things like that then you might want to increase your proteins so it's it's not an exact science no no there's no one size fits all but that's something we would look at with a client would actually look at their individual needs and work that out for them generally uh, but that's sort of a, a very generalistic way of looking at it i suppose yeah no no that's brilliant that's really i think it's really helpful if someone can you know take note of that and it, and it takes two minutes on these calculators right it's it's not hard at all i think one thing maybe adding on to that so you've touched upon kind of how someone's work will influence how much nutrition they need which i think is important because I myself and probably we work with recreational populations. So this is anyone who's doing a catch to 5k to someone who's maybe run playing football on a Saturday um, or even in a rugby club. And so actually increasingly we're getting more tradesmen in. Now I think this is a very important thing that needs to be spoke about because um, I'd say personally, these guys are probably training even to a high, at the same level as an elite athlete or maybe even more. So for example, I've got a kitchen fitter and he, he's carrying around you know, 50, 60 kilo um, uh, kitchen worktops leaning over. So his back's just torched all the time, right? Um, or we're looking at, I've got a tree surgeon in and you know, he's, he's, he's six foot tall as well, he's huge, but he's hanging off these, off these branches in the tree for seven hours a day, that's core strength, that's bending over, that's lifting. And and so people like this, builders as well, how would you kind of advise nutrition as well as maybe their training as well? So some of them might work with, they do jujitsu in the evening, they do all these different kinds of things. How would you say you would manage or guide that kind of nutrition? Yeah, it's, it's a really good point actually, because people almost disregard that as exercise. They just, they, oh, I'm going to the gym, but I've not exercised here. But actually you may have, you know, burnt in a massive amount of calories because you've got a physical job or, you know, people that are doing jobs where they're walking a lot, you know, walking is so underestimated, you mm. know, people sort of talk about the 10,000 steps, but you know, you've got nurses, you've got, you know, people working in retail industry, can be doing 20, 25, 30,000 steps a day, that burns calories and it needs to be fueled. Um, so yeah, I, I mean that—that's where you know it's important to sort of. Um, I—I'm a big believer in listening to your body. Um, you know, I don't think there's any better sort of um, indicator than your body telling you that it needs fuel. So you know, for me, it, it's not about eating for the sake of it, but it is—it is understanding that you know sometimes you are hungry and you need fuel. And again, going back to the car analogy. 
if you are running on empty, you're going to be hungry if it's your red light flashing. Um, yes, there's times when it might be things like, you know, habit, boredom, thirst, dehydration, because dehydration can very often be mistaken for hunger. Um, but actually, you know, I, I, I almost do with my clients a sense check. You know, is your stomach rumbling? Has it been 90 minutes since you ate? Then you're probably hungry and you need to fuel. <laughs> you need to fuel up. Um, so it's understanding that. And as I say, with you, you're quite right with, with tradesmen and things like that. They often just don't don't understand that they are burning a lot of calories. So they do need to look at their BMR in that respect. Um, their base metabolic rate will be slightly higher than maybe a generic one. Um, and, and again, that's something with clients. That's what I, I sort of work out with them. I'll sit down and it's one of my questions. What do you do for a living? How active are you? Because ultimately you could have, you know, a five foot 10 guy who weighs exactly the same as another five foot 10 guy, but one's doing a very active job. The other one's in a desk environment and quite sedentary. So it is, it's all, this is where it's not one size fits all. And that's where, you know, working with someone like myself, we can look at sort of tailoring to your exact needs. That's it. No, brilliant. I think there's loads, plenty of information there people can take away. Um, you know, I think, especially over lockdown, people are spending less time, you know, at this current state, we're in the lockdown as, as we're coming out of it. But, um, you know, people are getting out more because they need to get out more. And perhaps, I think, I've, it's probably that's catching on is people are starting to take a bit more understanding of themselves and how they can um, improve their health because, like I say, if you've got a weak immune system, then the COVID more likely is going to hit you harder than someone who hasn't. Uh, and, and nutrition is a big part of this, right? Hugely so, yeah. And I think you know, there's been there's been two types of people really that that we've come across um, in lockdown, and that's sort of the ones that have really embraced. Right, I've got the time to cook a little bit more nutritious meals. I'm not needing the convenient stuff that's not necessarily as good for you. The, the, they can get out they're getting a little bit more fresh air vitamin d all those great things that that we we should all be getting and that you know we thrive that really makes us thrive but then you've got the other people who have become a lot more sedentary you know they're 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 neat burn which is their non-exercise and thermogenesis so the stuff that we do other than eating and exercising is way way down because we're not getting up and walking over to the printer or walking across the car park to work or getting up and going up the stairs we're not as active so that is actually people underestimate there's about 2,000 calories a day that you may not be burning just because of the fact that you're not at work mm -hmm, mm -hmm. again the steps and the activity and things so there's two sort of types of people that we've come across um but essentially, I think there has been a massive upsurge in people understanding that, you know, they do need to look after themselves a little bit more. Immune immune health is massive. Um, so, you know, getting getting a lot more fruit and vegetables, you know, things like vitamin D, getting outside, getting some fresh air, massively important. And these are really simple things that people can do any time. That's it. No, yeah, brilliant. Good. Um, okay, so last point that I'm going to do, and maybe I need to explain this a little bit more Um so we're talking about how we might be moving less. So someone who's sustained an injury, so perhaps have done the knee in, they've done the, the torn calf, which we see quite a lot with runners. And so this is ultimately going to stop them running. Mm -hmm. So they're more likely to be moving less. Now, through periods of injury management, how would you advise managing maybe macros or supplements to help their path alongside the recovery. So initially we have a, 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 you know, a week or so where the injuries now start reducing inflammation from a tear, for example, and then we're going to start integrating different cycles. How would you kind of manage from the first site of injury and then maybe to three weeks later? Yeah. I mean, a lot of, 
a lot of people fall into the trap of thinking they've got to eat less when they're less active. And I know that might sound a little bit weird, but actually, uh, you know, the body needs fuel to recover as well. Um, so, you know, you, you, you'll get into that mindset, I'm not training, so I need to significantly cut back on my calories. Um, but actually, when you're injured, your resting metabolic rate is higher than it otherwise, otherwise be. Um, and the body's natural processes kick in. They actually kick up in higher gear to actually help with recovery. So um, it does actually consume more and more calories and more energy than it rests sometimes. So a drastic cut in calorie can actually reduce the, the recovery rate. Mm -hmm. um, so, if, and particularly if it's something like a lower body injury where you're on crutches and things like that. If you've ever tried crutches, they burn a lot of calories. They're very hard work, massively hard work. So sometimes it's, it's, it is it is a false misunderstanding to actually cut back on your calories it's about changing like you say your macros so if you're someone that's been particularly active like runners generally you'll find that their carbohydrate consumption will be higher when they're when they're training when they're active when they're running um, it's not about cutting back on calories it's for recovery it's about switching those carbohydrates maybe for more protein because that's going to help with muscle repair um, you know, obviously protein is that it, it's the it's the building blocks of our muscles. Um, and also what you don't want to do as an injured athlete is lose lean muscle, because that is what effectively is going to improve your and keep your performance high. Um, and obviously, if you are less active, then yes, there is a risk that you're going to be starting to lose lean muscle. So you can combat that with, you know, maybe switching the carbohydrates, which ultimately when you're not using them as usable fuel are going to turn to fat and, and not be beneficial. But switching those around for, for proteins so that they can actually help with recovery is a much better strategy. So it's not necessarily about cutting calories. It's just switching the carbohydrates and the proteins so that the proteins are helping with the recovery. But you are, you're maintaining that lean muscle so that hopefully when you come back, the performance is not going to be too badly hindered. No, good. Yeah. I think that's that's excellent, and and I, and I think the way we model this around uh, kind of injury management is I never try to pull someone out of a sport or maybe exercising unless it is to a point where it's you know complicating the the the, the rehab, but also there's just because someone's torn a, um, a calf doesn't necessarily mean they can't train the legs. Uh, so for example, we can focus on the other leg because there is now data to say that if you actually train one leg still, there's a cross-verance effect with the nervous system, which is mind-boggling, right? But also, um, how many other muscle groups you got on the on the lower, lower body? There's loads. So therefore, yeah. you've got to switch the, switch the attention, work with it, allow the body to do what it needs to do, and then we can then start to implement procedures like that. And I think that's very works well with the nutrition side, you're changing your focus ever so slightly for a short yeah. amount of time, and then you can bring it back in to where it was before. Yeah, because ultimately it's not about, you know, you don't need to change your diet drastically when you're injured. As I say, you just need to maybe switch the carbs and the proteins around a little bit. But if you're eating for, for good nutrition and high performance, then you're going to be eating, you know, nice lean proteins. You're going to be eating good quality um, carbohydrates. You're going to be getting your fruits and your vegetables in there. You're good omega, you're good fats, your omega-3s, etc. There's no reason to change that at all. If anything, you know, omega-3s and things like that are going to be beneficial. Um, making sure you're keeping those in but um, yeah it's just it's just understand because it, it's understanding where the fuel is coming from and how that fuel is going to be utilized and obviously carbohydrates are utilized more when you're at more active proteins are going to be there anyway you need those for recovery so it's not necessarily completely changing the diet and saying right I'm not going to eat as I did it's just little little tweaks that mm -hmm. you know again changing the fuel source really 
No, brilliant. Excellent. Well, I think that's our three topics uh, pretty much covered um, very well, might I add. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add to this before we wrap it up? Um, I think just as I say, well, for, for me, it's just about um, really helping people to understand there's so many different conflicting views out there with, with regards to nutrition and sport and, and fitness and exercise, etc. And rehab, right? You know, it's a minefield it's an absolute minefield and I think that's where people just get overwhelmed and confused and for me it's just keep it really 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 simple you know you can go and you can look at macros and you can look at all these things but just keeping it super simple um and you know enjoying what you do because ultimately food should food is fuel but it should also be enjoyable you shouldn't be feeling like you're restricted or you know, you're on something that is, is not long-term manageable. Um, and that's really what we try and do with our clients is just make it as easy as possible for them to eat well long-term and it not have, you know, massive impact on their life. Mm-hmm. Certainly not like when I was competing, living out of Tupperware and having to weigh vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> no, good, excellent. Well, that's, uh, that's the end of today's episode. Uh, I'd like to thank Sarah for coming down. You've been a star and there's some real good nuggets I hope everyone can take away and listen to. So if you're listeners, uh, if you would find this interesting, leave, leave some comments in the boxes below. Um, but also, just to final, finalise, where can they find you and how can they contact you, Sarah? Yeah, so uh, we have a Facebook page. We've got a Facebook page, Mission Nutrition um, Wickersley, um, where you can contact us. Um, we also have a website, which is www.teamv24fit.com. Um, and if anyone would like to contact us via email, um, there's details on there as well. There's a contact form on the website. So yeah, we're happy to have a chat with anyone that needs any help. Brilliant. Lovely. Thank you very much, Sarah. And thank you listeners.